0: midsummer solstice letha it's a day that is celebrated all over the world by almost every culture a time to jump bonfires and to embrace abundance the summer solstice is traditionally a time to stop your hard work and make merry this is also a very auspicious time of year for healing rituals herb gathering and work that increases that abundance and we can do that very easily by using a magical substance that truly embodies the power of the sun honey This is your librarian witch cassandra getting ready to tell you about a traditional piece of folk magic a honey jar warm viscous sweet made from pollen by determined creatures who flourish under the sun honey has long been used for healing magic and prosperity though long used as a healing agent as well as a sweetener modern science has proven that honey has multiple healing properties it's also a natural preservative never going bad Recently, archaeologists found honey in Egyptian tombs and pronounced that it was still edible even after 3,000 years. Honey can help you attract and trap sweet things into your life. A friend of mine is starting a new business. She recently made some decisions about quitting her regular job in order to pursue the new business with more attention. It was a risky choice that she decided was necessary in order to truly do what she wants to do. We were talking about the decision, and one of her rationales was that if she couldn't manage to do what she needed to do in the next couple of months, then she should probably have to go back to a more 9-to-5 type of job anyway. We were talking and I told her that a little spell can always help with these endeavors, and she asked what I suggested. I immediately thought about the honey jar and that it would be the perfect type of sympathetic magic to help. What is sympathetic magic? It is any sort of spell or ritual that uses items or objects or actions that resemble what you want to influence. Voodoo dolls are probably one of the most well-known and infamous examples. The doll, or poppet, is used to resemble the person that the spellcaster wants to influence and affect. Honey jars help attract and bring sweet things into your life, slowly solidifying or crystallizing over time to strengthen your hold over whatever it is you're trying to attract. They utilize honey sympathetically to draw and bring the good things towards you and then help you hold on to them. Essentially, they help make life a little bit sweeter. This is an easy working that is flexible for whatever you're trying to attract. It is also a working that can be done quickly or over a very long period of time. This sort of working is totally dependent on the person doing the work. Honey jar spells are found in all sorts of different traditions and cultures. They're found in Russia, the Middle East, Western Europe, Africa, and here in America are often associated with hoodoo and root workings. There's a long folkloric tradition of using honey or apples or sugar to do this type of spell. Again, it can be extremely flexible, and you, the caster, are the final judge of what feels right or appropriate for what you want to achieve with it. Ultimately, a honey jar is supposed to make a person or situation sweeter. You can use it to make yourself a better person, or you could use it to focus on making a situation or relationship sweeter. Do you want to attract a love interest? Bless a marriage? Bring yourself customers and better business? Then this is the sort of spell you might want to utilize. In my friend's case, she's trying to attract new customers and grow a business. There's both a financial and an emotional sweetness she wants to encourage. And the best part about a honey jar, it's very, very easy to do. The Most important part of this type of working is your intent. What do you want to get out of the spell? Really take some time to solidify exactly what you want to attract to you. The success of any spell, no matter how simple or complex, is really decided by the focus and determination of the person casting the work. If you go into any spell scattered and confused about what you want to achieve, you're not going to get the outcome you want. I also include the idea of attracting what is actually best for me instead of laying out specific outcomes, in order to ensure that the working can actually help me to the best extent possible. What do I mean by that? If I were casting a love spell, I would never try to manipulate a specific person into loving me. That's pretty unethical anyway. What I might ask for instead was that I be brought the right person to fall in love with. Once you know what you want to attract, get a piece of paper and a pen. You can use any paper, but I would choose paper that is the color of the things I want to attract. Do you want love? Red would be an appropriate color. Do you want business? Maybe using green would be appropriate. You can put as much thought into this as you like. Ultimately, you could use a piece of paper just off the notepad sitting on your desk. The amount of resemblance to your need is up to you. I have friends who would calculate the grain and weight of the paper used, the type of materials used to create the paper, etc you can make this as complicated or simple as you like. I would use a pen with a heavy weight in permanence, though. You are going to write a petition on your piece of paper, and you do want to make it permanent. I might even use a Sharpie for something like this. Again, you can choose a color that is representative of your need or any other symbolic meaning that feels right to you. Take your writing implement and write your name or the name of the person that you're doing the work for in the center of the paper and then, turning your paper just slightly catty-corner to the name, put your pen to the paper and write out your petition. How do you write this petition? Any way you want to. It can be a prayer, it can be poetry, it can simply be words that represent the things you want. Keep your pen on the paper while you write your petition around the name in a circle. Write until you have nothing else to say. It does not matter if this is readable. Turn this act of writing into a meditation. Think about what you want, feel what you want to attract, and impress that into your words on the paper. When you feel you're done writing, fold that paper up. Again, you can fold this however you feel is best. Into origami, create something intricate. If you're like me, I would just fold the paper up the number of times that feels associated with the situation. For example, I might choose to fold the paper eight times. Eight in the tarot is strength. Choose a number that you associate with the situation and fold your petition up that number of times so that your words are closed up. Once that's folded up, you might put a drop or two of oil on the paper. Use an oil that matches your outcome. Doing a love working, a rose oil might be appropriate. Money, maybe use a frankincense and myrrh oil. If you're not familiar with oils, some basic research will help you find something useful. You never have to spend a lot of money on this sort of thing, and most grocery stores carry a variety of oils that are easily available. You can always go down to your local occult shop or herb store and ask anyone who works there to help you. If it's something you really get into, you can even make your own. Take that petition and put it in the bottom of a jar. It can be any jar, as long as the jar has a lid and has room for other things in it. I like using a standard canning ball jar. On top of the petition, pour in honey. Use as much or as little honey as feels right. You can also use any honey, though I always advocate for locally sourced. You can also reason that more expensive honey might attract more expensive things, but that's not the point. You do not have to spend any money on this sort of spell, you can always use what you have sitting in your kitchen cabinet. So you now have two of the three major components of the working together. Before we get to the third, let's talk about what else you can add to your jar. This is sympathetic magic, so I would add anything else that might sympathetically attract whatever situation you want. In my friend's case, I told her I might also add cinnamon, another sweetening agent that attracts people who doesn't smell cinnamon and want to find the source. It's also a spice that has traditionally cost a little money, so it might attract more financial success. You can use spices, herbs, stones, anything really. You can add in whatever items you think will help your working. If you can associate an item with your outcome, that's enough justification. Again, you can research everything, or just go with your gut. This is your spell. Use what you think is appropriate. I usually go with a combination of gut and research, but I am an academic librarian, and research is always a part of my personal process. Once you've added the other items that feel right, put the lid on your jar. Again, while you're doing this, Concentrate on what you want to attract to you, and think about that as you put everything together. It's probably helpful to have decided on your other components before starting the working, but if you want to think about your outcome as you wander through your home looking for things, that certainly works too. Now, for the last component of the working, get a candle. I would use a candle that can comfortably sit on top of your jar. A candle that is not already in a holder is best. You're going to melt the bottom of this candle and attach it to your jar lid when the time is right. Choose a candle in a color that feels associated with the working. You can dress your candle any way you like. I might carve runes into my candle or words. You can roll your candle in oils or sugar. I would start out with the basic if you've never done this before. Carve words or runes into the wax and use oils to anoint it, continuing to think of your desired outcome. When you're done dressing your candle, melt the bottom of the candle so that it's soft and stick that right on top of the lid of your jar. Now your spell is ready to go! One of the great aspects of this type of working is that you can really work your energy into the spell as much or as little as you want. Once you've put your jar together, you can light your candle and burn that candle down and then leave the jar on your altar or windowsill or mantle or wherever you feel is appropriate, and that's pretty much that or you anoint another candle and attach that on top of the remains of the old and keep burning candles and meditating on your jar for as long as you like you could do this for the rest of your life if you want as long as the outcome you're working towards is an ongoing situation even if you only do one candle you've sent your energy out into the universe in order to attract whatever thing or situation you want to be sweeter in your life i can hear people asking now do you need to put this together under a certain moon or should you leave things on your altar for a certain amount of time? Again, if it feels appropriate to you, do it. And remember, the honey is attracting and holding the thing or outcome to you. So once you've tempted it and caught it tightly to you, keep the jar. You don't want to toss it once you've gotten it. Unless of course you do. This is sympathetic magic at its easiest. Do what you feel is necessary. Merry Letha and Happy Solstice. I hope it was both merry and bright and that you got to jump a few bonfires. Until next time, this is your librarian and witch, Cassandra. Have a great night.